Good morning. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, anybody who's now listening to the uh, to the podcast. And this is Jack Mancini. I'm here with my longstanding partner, Adam Sunhalter. We're business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners. And we like to deal with owners that have companies that have 25 employees or less. That's our sweet spot. We have a, uh, a podcast called Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And uh, we have 358 of them. This, right? this is episode 360. You're close. You're getting better. At 360. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> and, and those podcasts cover virtually everything that, that happens in a small business. Adam and I have a deep history of, of, of working with small companies. Um, we absolutely love it. We love doing it. We love helping these, these owners of small businesses. If they're coachable, that's the key. We run a little test to see if they are coachable. And if we do coach with them and they stay the, the course, they're going to be successful. And what success means to us is growing sustainable profits. Get rid of all the myths that, that exist with small business because uh, really, in the scheme of things, if you get good in small business, <clears throat> you're going to find a commonality there that, that exists with all small businesses, all businesses in general, but especially small businesses. So what we do is we take an example or we make an example for a podcast based on <clears throat> our actual coaching, our coaching business. <clears throat> Excuse me. We, we take an example of a, a situation that we encounter when we are going through the coaching process. We coach our clients uh, usually once a week, maybe once every other week. And we spend an hour and a half or so going through problems that they have. And we usually have solutions to them because of our deep experience. We've owned companies, we being Adam and I own companies, uh, audited companies, uh, analyzed companies, raise money for them, help sell themselves. Uh, you name the business situation and we've encountered it. And usually it's successful, especially now that we, we've been doing this for so long. You know, we can spot the problems right away and we know what to do, but it's the communication of that solution to the business owner who doesn't often know what to do. After working with us for a while, they get pretty good because we're pretty good. And we have fun with this stuff. That's key. And we get we get teared up sometimes when they kind of uh, hit milestones that that uh, in the early going, they had a question whether that would ever happen. So this, is, this business coaching is fun stuff, and we enjoy it. So what we're going to do today is talk about a phrase, a couple of word phrase, you know, how can, how can the customer always be right? Do you believe that yourself, that the customer is always right? Or are we getting a little hardened as we go through the, the process? I, I look back to when this, this phrase started, the customer is always right back in the thirties where retailing was uh, something that showed itself uh, during the Christmas movies that were made. Then. <laughs> That's my frame of reference. Where we know from practical uh, uh, workings right now that today, today the customer isn't always right. People have been standing up to that fact now for a while. 
it's it, it's easy to kind of sweep everything under the carpet and just say the customer's always right. That's why I did this. And we're saying bullshit. You know, the customer isn't always right because they can be too dominating. It can be going one way. It can be trying to service this person when you probably should be firing them. We see more of that today than not. So with that, I know Adam usually has a lot to say about this stuff. So <laughs> I'm sure uh, the customer is always right. Is one of, one of the things that, uh, well, let's hear what he has to say. Adam, what do you think of that term? <laughs> hey, good morning, Jack. Yeah, welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business, where one of our goals is to debunk many of the common myths that we see in small business. And this one, Jack, is certainly in the top 10 of those myths that the whole, that whole idea. Yeah, of, I agree. Right? I agree. And while I appreciate your, your journey back to childhood, actually, this actually even predates you, Jack. You know, this actually goes back to the, the mid-1850s. Oh, that's know, right. And uh, a name people probably recognize, Marshall Field. He's one of the guys credited with this. Even if you go back to like the 1890s, you'll see uh, the, the, the founder of Ritz-Carlton. You know, saying that the customer is never wrong versus, you know, the customer is always right, kind of Marshall Field. And so you, you look at that, that's 150, 170 years ago, Jack, when this was, you know, okay. So how many things stand the test of time for, you know, almost two centuries, right? Certainly well over a century. And in our experience of coaching companies for, for, for 20 years, we've seen this very phrase or this mindset perhaps put more businesses out of business than almost anything else. I think to your point, it can be very intimidating to even kind of start. And it's often the way that people will justify keeping a bad customer. They'll just throw that out there to your point, Jack. It's right at the tip of their tongue. Well, hey, you know, the customer is always right. Well, again, part of our goal of this podcast helps to, to dispel some of the stuff. So in our more modern age, and this is something I know you've mentioned a lot, Jack, and this has been true for, for decades now as well. You, you, you often quote your your corporate experience years ago saying, Hey, our, our, our biggest asset is our people. And you joke about, how, well, that's great, but they don't really do anything for their people. Right. And that's, that's changed more here recently in the last several decades, but picture, picture how your employees would take that. We say, no matter what I, as the owner are going to have the customers back, not your back. What kind of employees do you think you're going to get doing that kind of thing? You get some good ones. Yeah, like or very the proverbial oil. yes man, you know, that, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what you don't want to create, or at least you say you don't want to create it, but facing down an irate customer versus uh, just pacifying that customer at any cost, uh, that's not the way to do it. But, you know, I'm the owner of the business and I don't have the, the gonads to uh, basically <laughs> Stand up against this this raving mani maniac of a customer. All right, but yeah, well, it's changing. Well, customers are important. You know, don't mishear us. Obviously, customers are important. As we talk about, if you don't have customers, Jack, then, then you have a hobby instead of a business because you're, you're just giving stuff away. But again, they they can't be infallible. Now they're often right a lot, or they, they may demand a lot, or they, they may take that attitude. They, they, you may even hear the the customer say that phrase. Hey, I thought the customer is always right. Well, they'll use it as a negotiating ploy or kind of try to put the pressure back on you to respond. But as a as a small business owner, you have rights too. So why would you want to keep a customer that isn't the right kind of customer? So 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 what does that mean? So let's let's talk about some, some examples of this, Jack. So one, what might seem 
very obvious and simple, especially to the folks on the outside, is, well, what if we're losing money on this customer, Jack? We're losing money on the customer because they're only willing to pay a certain price. And and I'm not pushing back on them because I have that mentality of the customer always being right. So it's it's on me now to try to figure out a way in terms of if, if this is what the customer wants, and I, you know, I need to jump through all sorts of hoops, Jack, to make sure I not only deliver a quality product or service, but also that I got to figure out how to make money on this customer. So uh, if you're losing money on a customer, and this is one of the questions we often ask our clients, especially you know, new ones when we're getting involved with them, is, well, why are you doing that? And we're often amazed at what we hear, Jack, in terms of what people's reasoning yes. <laughs> and rationalizations that, they, that they've used over the years. Hey, this is this is one of my first customers, Jack, and you know they, they've been good for us. We've had some ups, ups and downs over the years. Or, hey, it's a great customer to have because it's a great name brand. And so I can walk around trumpeting that, hey, I've got XYZ as a customer of mine. And, and that's leading to all kinds of credibility for me and all, all kinds of other business, right? And whatever they start to pontificate as we start to kind of dig dig down and peel those layers back a little bit usually what, what we find is that no in fact you're losing money on the customer doesn't really matter nobody cares that this is a customer of yours everybody knows that customers are pain in the butt and you know so here you are doing all these things for, for the privilege of losing money on this customer how insane does that sound and if you're not a small so business common. owner it's right. so common. Oh my God, is it common? So I challenge every owner listening to this podcast right now to, to really be honest with yourself and look through. You, you don't need to go beyond your top 10 customers probably, Jack, because it, it, chances are that bad customers probably in the top 10. Because one of the reasons why you've, you've kept them on there is because they they provide you know a lot of volume you know to your business uh, from that standpoint. But why on earth? You got to make a pretty strong case to us in terms of why would you lose money on somebody? Now, you might lose money on somebody early on. You know, there's certain, you know, fancy pants terms about acquisition costs, you know, for, for, for acquiring a customer. Hey, I got to pay something and lose money on the customer for the first year or two. Okay, I got it. But year 10, year 15 with the customer, what are you doing? You know, why don't you give one of your competitors a chance to lose money on that customer instead? You know, that's a that's a, that's probably a good idea to be able to kind of do. So to your point, you mentioned gonads, Jack. I don't, you know, you know, whether you've got gonads or not, you you know, you need to have them as a small business owner to kind of dig your heels in and and start to push back on stuff. You know, we, 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 we've had clients over the years who had situations like this. You know, we, we, we had one recently where they're going in, you know, working with the municipality looking to go sign a sign a contract. And they walk in, all of a sudden, the, 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 instead of being a signing, it was a, a dressing down. And they were asking, well, hey, can you do this? And they got problems with this. It's like, wait a minute, I thought we were coming here to kind of sign stuff. Well, it turns out, you know, what the, you know, if you've done any public work dealing with, with governments, usually they have a cap on a, on, a, on a bid, right? Well, the cap they had in the bid, there's no way anybody could make money at that thing, right? And so, magically, nobody shows up to bid. Why is that? Well, it's good because all of a sudden people start to kind of push back. So, well, this customer's not right. That isn't, you know, maybe that was right 10 years ago, but things have changed. And so this customer kind of, you know, was able to dig his heels in, push back, and got things increased by about 30% to the point where they couldn't make money on this customer. Wonderful, right? So instead of mumbling under your breath about how you're losing you know, what it be a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars or, or, or more per month on somebody. Now, so you're making some money on them. 
well, how much nicer is that then? I mean, you know, it just again, it, it seems so obvious, Jack, but it, it's a common thing where often you might be losing money. And if you aren't sure, that's one of the things we often help our clients with, help them to figure out in terms of, okay, is this customer profitable or not? Because it's it's often the case where it's not, you know, uh, a lot of hidden costs that are there. So that's one uh, one of them. Another one, you can be. I think you, you you hinted at this before, Jack, about people being kind of abusive. We've seen this a lot too, you know. And whether it's you know, I guess in today's day and age, you don't get too many of the people yelling at you on the phone and, and mfing you on the phone. You still get that some. I think it's usually more online instead now, right? Versus actually somebody talking to you. But you have a you, know, you can have abusive customers, where, you know, they might be again might, might be verbally abusive. They might you know to you to your to your team. You know that phone rings and today we have caller ID on every phone, Jack. So you know who's calling. So who's gonna pick up that phone? <laughs> you know, I don't want to get it. We're gonna rock scissors paper. You gotta get it, Jack. It's you know it's your turn. You know or, but 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 dealing with with a with an abusive customer who likes to do that. Well, today that? that today that's that's being challenged more than ever for sure and it's it's overdue i mean to be intimidated uh like that with a, a an angry uh customer not too friendly there there should be again business should have a fun side to it not uh celebrating with balloons every day but you know there should be respect and and uh give and take and you should be watching the back of your employees if uh, and again this is becoming less and less every every uh every year that people are not abusive they will be hung up on and people are being more assertive on the customer service uh, standpoint but to say every customer basically uh, is is right all the time still governs actions of some small business owners, especially. That's going away probably uh, 25 years from now. It probably won't be to be in the history books totally. <laughs> but it's still, it's amazing how many people will, will use that blindly and run their business with that, that in mind, that every customer that deals with us is right. That's right. BS. Well, to your point, from the outside, it can seem kind of crazy, but it, it, there's also that something that I don't know if it's hardwired in us as entrepreneurs and business owners, Jack, but it's hard to say no to business. All right. So even when, we, you know, even if we know we sense we're in a, a somewhat abusive relationship with, with a customer, we still hate the, or we still maybe we, we hold out hope that it'll, it'll suddenly change and there'll, there'll be a switch in their behavior and all of a sudden things will be good. But we also don't want to turn away business. And that's one of the that's one of the challenges, and it's something again that we talk with all of our clients about, especially early on, about what customers should they fire, because we all got them, you know, you know. It's a matter of you know being honest with ourselves and, and be able to be able to look at those. So, I guess a very close related cousin to this isn't that say folks who are you know somewhere line to be abusive, but you have folks that are overly demanding. Let's say, yeah. And so I don't know if the audience has heard of this before or not, but there's a Something that's referred to as kind of this, the pain in the butt premium, right? For those folks who are paying the butt to work with. So, you know, they're paying the butt to work with. I can guarantee you they know that they're paying the butt to work with and everybody else does as well. So that pain in the butt premium comes down to, okay, well, you charge them a price that's 
well, hey, knowing what I know about them, and they're, they're they're very demanding, but if they're willing to pay this price, I'm willing to deal with it, right? Well, unfortunately, we see too many folks that, you know, now again, they may not be losing money on this customer. You know, they might be making, making a little bit of money, but they aren't making enough to deal with how demanding this customer is, right? So again, you, you might need to put a little bit of that premium in there to kind of, to kind of make it happen. Um, but in today's, uh, you know, in today's world, if you look at, you know, the 24 seven nature of business. So this could be somebody who's constantly texting, emailing, calling at all hours of the day and the night. Is that something you want? Is, you know, you got maybe somebody who's, who's expecting perfection. You know, do you have these kind of customers that expect perfection? Now it's a good goal to shoot for, but as we all know, it's something that's not necessarily attainable. And is that what you want to, every time this, this customer's calling, they're, they're calling to complain about something, right? You know, so it comes back to, you know, and, and we've seen this before where, you know, I don't care that it's the holidays or that it's this or, you know, that you have vacation. I don't care, as the customer says. Okay. So how many of those customers do you want? Not many. That's for Not, sure. Right. <laughs> so, you know, if you're, but again, come back to what the mindset we're talking about today, this whole mindset of thinking that the customer is always right. So you got to be able to kind of dig in and sort of kind of push back on things. What about somebody who's slow paying you? You know, we've seen this a lot and, and you know, we've seen it a lot where it gets into pretty good sized numbers, Jack. When I say good sized numbers, we're talking about six figures. So hundred thousand plus and, you know, accounts receivable outstanding to, you know, to customer. Now here you are with your small business and unbeknownst to you, you've now become a bank where you're financing many of your, your, your best customers. And if they're going through some growing, you know, some growth, it could be challenging because, you know, they, they probably need what you offer, but they're having trouble paying you. We had a client a few years back who we, you know, ha had a, had a situation like this. And what we talked to them about doing was well, go visit your customer, get a tour of the place and see if what they're talking about is really happening. We said, then also go in and ask to see their financials. And our client says, well, can I do that? I said, hell yeah, you could do that because this, this customer has asked you to be the bank. You know, if that customer were to go to the bank and ask for, you know, for a line of credit, the bank could be asking for this kind of stuff. So why don't you go ask them, you know, and see what they, you know, again, see what, what you see with your own eyes and ears and kind of, you know, as you walk around the place, but then see what, see what the numbers tell you. And boy, wasn't our client surprised when this customer of his actually gave him the numbers right on the spot. No problem at all. And it worked out that, in fact, this was, you know, what everything was, that the customer was telling him was true. And instead of having to fire the customer, get lawyers involved, try to collect money, as we know, you always collect, you know, pennies in the dollar and people get upset. He was able to set not only salvage his customer, but also continue to grow with the customer by being a little bit creative. And extending credit once they continue to kind of pay down their their prior bill, so they kept servicing them with you know COD delivery, so I cash on delivery, plus paying off some of your old your old stuff. So if you get less emotional about these things and sort of look at things, okay, there's ways maybe to 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 to, to approach these things. But we see way too many times where a small business owner feels like they can't push back, they can't ask questions. They can't do these kind of things because, again, 
the silly mindset, Jack, of the customer always being right. And just, again, you, you, uh, I think your point, it, it makes you afraid, afraid to engage, to talk to talk to them, to kind of push back on things. And well, it's usually because they aren't, they aren't prepared. They, they don't have the right tools in front of them to manage those kind of things. So they avoid. And that's, that's probably the worst thing it can do is avoid. Yeah, well, because you avoid it, it's like any small wound. If you ignore it, it starts to fester a little bit. And what's a little thing starts to become become a big thing. I, I think that's what what tends to happen to a lot of folks. And there's probably a crossover point. You know, again, we, we you know we, we've seen extremes of this. You know, we we had, we had a client where, in the first you know several months of working with them, we we discovered that, that their biggest customer, who was, uh, most of their business was the wrong customer for them. Well, at that point, well, you got a couple of choices, or you can just close up shop, right? Because if you if you fire that customer, guess what? You're you're basically out of business. Or you can try to adjust them, but that's hard to do too. That's you know, where this becomes challenging, Jack, because the, the the customers have been trained over the years. Chances are, you as a small business owner aren't the only one thinking this way in terms of the customers always right. So, you know, they've been trained. The, the customers have been trained over the years to kind of uh, to kind of be this way. So it's often hard to retrain them without having some some separation time, you know? And so often you have to do is you have to find additional customers to help to start to replace some of that stuff. So you can then kind of move away. And usually what we see with that, Jack, is that that, that customer goes away three months, six months, a year, they come back. They didn't realize how good they had it. They come back, mea culpa. I'm so sorry, Jack, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize. I promise I'm gonna be different. I'm going to behave. I mean, you know, they'll come back, you know, I'll pay your prices, you know, all these things that start to happen. And that happens the majority of the time, the majority of the time, because again, at the end of the day, and, and once that happens, then you're in good shape. And that's a fun thing, right? So you decide, <laughs> Hey, do, do, I, do, do I want to let them back in? And if we do, we're letting them back in on our terms. And that leash becomes very, very short in terms of what, what we're doing in terms of, how we're going to manage them and and keep them on that keep them in the good graces here, and starting with them not always being right is a good place to kind of start. Mm -hmm. Very well said. So it's a common thing that we see you know, as as we're saying as Jack was saying at the outset. You know, we, we, when we put our shows together each week, we try to have insights like this and examples like this of things we know are common challenges in the small business world. That's why it's called Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And many of these myths that exist that are not helping, are not helping you, are not helping your fellow small business owners. And the mindset change and know that, hey, the customer's not always right. In fact, the customer's, part of my job as the owner is to help educate the customer about here's how things are. And to, to again, to dig my heels in and understand I have rights as a small business owner. And one of those rights is you have a right to be able to make some money. And earn a profit and do it in a way that, you know, as you were saying, Jack, it doesn't have to always be celebrations and parties, but again, to be able to at least enjoy and, and look forward to it and not have too many of those phone calls that you're looking at the caller ID going, I don't really want to talk to her this time, right? Okay, well, it's a picture going through a day or a week where you don't have any of those phone calls because all of your customers are on board like this and they understand that it's a partnership. You know, any relationship you've had. And you know, I think we all had it to start with, you know, with our parents, right? The parents are always right. 
or our teachers were always right kind of growing up. But as you get into your teenage years, Jack, and you get into your 20s, you realize, hey, wait a minute, I got I got rights too. Well, your business, okay, you're you're no longer that, you know, toddler. You got rights, you know? So <laughs> it's got to be a relationship where if it's always one-sided, if one person's always right, those relationships don't don't usually work well. Those are called dictatorships, aren't they, Jack? Or some version? Of I that. think so. I think that's uh, that's right. That's the right description. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're looking for partnerships with customers where they understand there's a benefit to them, there's a benefit to you as well, and that's when the best things work. And you know, because your business has to be healthy and doing well to be able to service your customers. But it's on you again. So it comes back and it starts with you as the owner. Because your employees are going to follow your lead. And if your lead is the customer's always right, we're always kowtowing to the customer, I can almost guarantee you that some of your best people are going to be walking out the door. They're going to find some other place that doesn't believe that the customer's always right. That doesn't right. mean the employee's always right either, Jack. So that, that's a, a topic for a different day. The employee's not always right either. But if you got to choose you know, between your customers and your employees, <clears throat> to, you know, should be a pretty should be a pretty easy choice hopefully so yes okay all right that's our show for today as you mentioned this is episode 360 if you like what you heard you can get all of our other episodes at dirty secrets of small business.com if you go to the website you'll see an episodes tab you click on there there's a search bar to type in whatever thoughts questions topic you're interested in it'll feed back to you whatever shows we've done on that topic if you don't find one that suits your needs feel free to email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call at 330-849-0670 and we can either answer your question directly or do much like we did today, put a show together that helps answer the question because chances are if you have the question, somebody else does as well and they'll be happy that you asked the question. If you listen to and prefer listening on podcasts, go to your favorite podcast player. It could be Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business and subscribe to the show. Follow the show. It'll be it'll be uh, delivered to your, your smart device. Usually we drop a new episode every Thursday morning. And you can get all of our prior episodes there as well. So appreciate your listening. And we'll talk with you all next week. Bye-bye.